I'm from this. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing. Dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. Dirt, 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 dirt. Gotta get back to it. I'm a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. Dirt. And welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. And uh, Matt, by far, this is the uh, the fullest house we've had. Yeah, you was pulling chairs out everywhere, so and hooking up microphones so we could everybody sit down. I mean, you couldn't fit this many people in a cube. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to thank our, our newest sponsor, uh, the uh, the wheels of Braden Watson in the cube. So. Yeah. Yeah, that better be on here every time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that picture you had on Facebook of uh, when you got your license that day. Oh, yeah. so. Hey, nothing but love, man. Nothing but love. The first car is always important. So, But uh, exciting night tonight. I want to thank these guys again. We'll come back and introduce everybody here after our first round of sponsors. But, you know, I just threw out a post on, on Facebook and said, you know, who wants to come on? And um, these guys, that was the cool thing. They put it together and said, man, we want the Young Guns episode. So, this is kind of another take off of the three buff guys and Tyler that we had a yeah. few weeks ago. So we got the young guns in here, and um, I'm excited. Well, what would we call this, though? What do you guys think we should call this episode? I don't uh, even know. No? No. I know when you threw that out, hey, you know, tag people you want on here. I was sitting at Del Dor when I, I tagged Austin in that one. So. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. We're going to have to – we'll have to come up with that. Those listening, if you guys got any suggestions, you know, we're open for that, too. Um. Man vehicles in the cube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Braden. I, I gotta be careful, Braden. Your mom's gonna be messaging me all yeah. mad at me. Yeah, probably. <laughs> all right. Hey, 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 the guy driving the cube has been to Victory Lane this yeah. year. Yeah, so, no doubt. Here we go. Here we go. And and just to clarify, he he drove the modified to Victory Lane, not the cube. It was a modified in Victory Lane. Alright, uh, we're going to play out our first round of sponsors. We'll be right back. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy at extension 2447 or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's www.p3graphics.com. Hey, give Brad at Brad Orin Customs a call for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Orin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Calling today at 812-216-3900. Gilpin Electric and Generator Services is a customer-first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They're your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year. Contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services on Facebook or call them at 812-953-1261. This Saturday, June 29th, the Midwest Sprint Car Series makes a stop at historic Brownstown Speedway. You'll get to see racing action from the Midwest Sprint Car Series 410 non-wing sprints, plus UMRA King of the TQs, P3RacingShirts.com Indiana Pro Late Models, the Pewter Hall Pure Stocks, and MMSA Mini Sprints. Gates open at 3 with hot laps at 6 p.m. Admission is $20 for general admission, and those 12 and under are free. Don't miss all this great racing action from the historic Brownstown Speedway on Saturday, June 29th. 
and welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. I do want to say one thing here before we get started, Matt. I want to give a little shout out here to a new sponsor we have. Yes. Um, and that's Octobuilt Performance Differentials and Mike Kessler um, out of Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, watched the show last week and uh, reached out and said, How do I sponsor the show? And um, I was, you know, really nice conversation with him. And, you know, he's a he's an asphalt guy, and his exact words were, I wish the asphalt community had a show like what you guys are doing with Throttled Up. So, um, very cool. Very cool. So, I want to give a big shout out to him. And uh, now I'm going to turn it over to you to introduce the room. Actually, I'm going to turn it over to them since some of them are nervous about talking. I'm, we're going to go around. There we go. Starting with Austin, and we'll let them all introduce themselves and uh, tell who you are and what you drive. Uh, I'm Austin Burton. I drive the 10B Modified and the 13N Superstock. Uh, Braden Watson, uh, 93W Modified. Keegan Cox, 23, Crate Lake Model. Bryce Burton, 10B Hornet. Jordan Weaver, 29J Modified. Keegan, you're the only one without a letter in your race car number. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what? Before I even go to the technical question I start with, which is, you know, kind of how you got started in racing, I'm going to ask that. How do you decide the number for the car? Mine was from my grandpa he used to race and then my dad was 10b my mom was mrs 10b so i kind of went with little 10b so. yeah that was my grandpa's number two nine three w then my dad's number then mine so i just always thought 23 has been a successful number so i chose that mine was a hand me down for my brother so <laughs> <laughs> yeah mine was just pretty random i didn't think anybody else had 29 so that's the one i went with all right and I think that's always cool to talk to guys about with their number because it is a, you know, there's a lot of variations between being a family number, between being a connection to, it's a random number. I just didn't think anybody else had 29. So, yep. and, but the cool thing is, is, you know, as you get older and, and have kids, that may be something that passes down with them as well. Yeah, for sure. All right. So where did you guys, he's, he's too young to think about having kids and passing down numbers. <laughs> that's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, how uh, did all of you get started in this racing deal? I uh, I grew up watching my uncle, my mom, my dad, and uh, for my 14th birthday, I got a seat from my uncle, and he told me to drive his car. So I just grew up at the racetrack with my dad, and I just wanted to always do it. And last year, I got an opportunity to drive one, so now we're here. I started racing when I was 13. Um, <coughs> mostly because of my dad i mean he used to always take me to the track so it's kind of how i got started you know going to watch the races all the time so i decided that's what i wanted to do you know between my dad and like his everybody around him we've all grew up at the racetrack uh he started racing then my uncle started racing they both raced austin raced and i've always thought i wanted to do it so they just put me in a car one night at fun fest and started from there yeah, I pretty much, I'm pretty much the first generation in my family. My dad has always helped guys on their cars, and uh, so when I was younger, he decided to buy me a go-kart, and that's pretty much where it all started. So, what is it like, and, and I know you guys are the young guns, and we've talked a little bit about it here. How old are all you guys? That's, yeah, that's a great question. I'm 20. I'm 16. 19. 18. 19. <laughs> so, you're the old guy in the group, yeah. Austin. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I feel like you. Yeah, welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah, 20, 34, mm-hmm. and 737. <laughs> I'll be 48 next Wednesday, man. <laughs> so, but uh, we, we've kind of talked, and, and the first time you guys got in the car, and obviously a lot of you guys have that very background, but the first time you got in the car to actually get a chance to race or, or, or go out and time trial, whatever. What was that like? I was a nervous wreck. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah almost I, uh, almost make you sick. Yeah, guy. and when you get to the lineup sheet, you feel like you got to pee and everything else. <laughs> yeah, your stomach's hurting, butterflies. Yeah. I mean, what? Austin, pull your mic a little closer up to you. You can pull it up, too. It'll go up for you. And Jordan, pull yours a little closer. All you guys was racing, though, before you even were driving. Yeah. So, it, yeah. you know, it isn't like you had the driving skills yeah. and then got in and, and raced. I mean, 
you guys learned how to race before you really learned how to drive. Yep. Yeah, sure did. You know, so that's that's kind of yeah. impressive in itself. So here's my question with that: What's it like going and taking the driver's test when you've when you've spent the time you have at the racetrack doing what you do? For me, it was really hard because I was racing a Cavalier at the time, and that's what I took my driver's <laughs> test in. <laughs> so it, was, so it was very tempting just to floor it. Though. You know, how great would it be, though, if you showed up with your Hornet to the driver's <laughs> test, full race suit, the guy comes out, and you're like, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I feel like they might frown upon that one. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. You got to sit on top. <laughs> <laughs> you're trailing behind, man. I'm going to show you what I can do. That definitely sounds like something Braden would do. <laughs> <laughs> and so that first time, obviously, you guys talk about all the nerves. How long did it really take you to feel like you'd settled in and, and you know, you, you got the feel? Uh, for me, just this year, actually. I mean, I feel like now I get in and I just don't really get that nervous and I just roll with the flow. There's still times I, yeah. that I get butterflies. Yeah, like, I oh, I'm still nervous every race. It's new to me. <laughs> Especially if you're starting on the pole of the yeah. future. Oh, yeah. you just, that's just the nervous right there. Let's see, me being a guy that's never raced, you know, just been around it my whole life, I figured you'd be more at ease because... Oh, it's it definitely helps, you know. I'd rather start up front any night if I can, but it's just all that pressure behind you. Do you guys get nervous being so young? And like you know, when you're sitting in the lineup shoot and you know, look to your rider in front of you and think, "Oh crap, I got to race this guy." There's nights like you're sitting next to Devin Gilpin, or yeah, like for so sure, some of the top guys, and you're sitting next to him. And you're like, "Whoa, this guy's been racing since I was in the grandstands playing in the dirt." Right. Yeah, it's intimidating, but yeah. uh, when you can go out there and run with them, that really makes it worthwhile. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask this too because you know I think it's again somebody who's never sat in a seat ever. Um, what what is the as you're as you're coming up and getting started? What's the most stressful part of the race? Because for me, it would be restarts. Yeah, for restart, sure. Yeah. So, I, and, I, and like I said, I have no idea. But when I watch, especially when you're running well, um, and I talked about this last year when Aubrey Egan got her first win, and mm-hmm. um, Aubrey mounts now. And, but you know, she's got Jason Heyman on the outside, and they're coming to the restart every time. To me. That is the most pressure-packed situation because you know you got the chance to get that win, but you got to have a great restart. And you got the chance of screwing it up. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. yeah. That is every restart is a chance to look like a total fool or look like yeah. a genius. It'll either help you or it'll kill you. You know, your oh, tires yeah. can be completely different after a caution. Yeah, it changes a lot. I don't know about these guys, but I still get nervous on restarts. Yeah, do like, you really? You don't know how far to lay back, how far yeah. to get up on the gas. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I still think the most nerve-wracking thing is getting lights out down the back stretch. Oh, yeah. And then once that green flag waves, it's like it's all out the door. You forget everything. Yeah. <laughs> then it's just feel. Then it, yeah. you're not yeah. you're not truly. So when you talk about you get nervous on restarts, and by no means am I making fun of that because I truly believe that would be what would freak me out the most. Do you do you have a do you have a plan that you like to do every time on a restart, or do you adjust it based on who you're racing and, and what you're doing? You kind of <coughs> base it off who's in front of you or around you, just and what you've seen them yeah, do before. Seen, and, yeah, you, you kind of get an idea of like what the people around you, how they race, and yeah. you know, you kind of get an idea of what they're going to do, and obviously tracking just racing well. with them. Yeah, you always process like what you're going to do going into one. You know what I mean? Especially if you're starting on the outside, you better be prepared for that car on the inside to slide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, yeah, you got to watch for that. So not only are you thinking, how am I going to get this restart? How, how am I going to attack this restart? The actual drop of the green, because that's what I think about. I never thought about. You're also thinking, how am I attacking one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wow. a drag race. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on, then one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and hope and hope you're not over the berm or in a uke tire. Yeah. You just yeah. better hope it sticks. That's, yeah. that's the main thing. And yeah, normally on restarts, if you make it past turn one and two, you're good. And you know, I've said this forever, and, and it amazes me all you guys. And I talked about it with the Indy 500 too. It amazes me you guys what you do because you press that car to every bit that it has and you go into turn one and you turn her left and you expect it that it's going to go and i mean i said the same thing about the 500 these guys are doing 220 down to turn one and they turn it left and they just have the belief that it's going to go left i i'm with you on that because i don't know if i would have the faith to to say i'm going to turn this and it's going to turn it's going to go where i want it to go and and you and i have already talked about the possibility of us being in a car and doing some time (laughs) trials and how funny we would look because i believe that i'll be letting off 
halfway down the back stretch because I don't trust the car is going to turn. And yeah, I, yeah, I trust my ability. I know what I can do. But I don't, I don't know if I can trust the car. You see, I'm the same way. It's just something you get comfortable with. Yeah, you know, it you definitely takes a while. Mm-hmm. Working on your own stuff, you kind of double check and triple check things, and that makes you feel a little more comfortable about it yeah. too. Because mm-hmm. that, that's what we ball talked ball. about. We said if we could get someone to loan us a car and give us just ten laps to get acquainted, and then ten laps on time, cause, you know, because we're we're very competitive with each yeah. other, you know. So it. Uh, we wanted to do that. So. Yeah, it's about time for me to put the old man in his place. <laughs> <laughs> you hear it. Someone needs to get these guys in a car. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I know that the re- – I'm going to ask this because I know the rest of the table is going to uh, cringe. Um, but we do have our first fan question of the night for the show, and it's uh, from Matt Lamar, a buddy of mine. Does uh, Who's Your Hardwoods Live with us? Uh, but he asked, has Clint Boyer called Braden Watson yet to fill the seat of the number five car? Yeah, actually, he's got a phone with him a little <laughs> I think that phone call, I mean, we're going off topic here, but I think that's going to go to Ricky Thornton Jr., actually. Well, yeah. That's I had, who I think will be in that I, I five would, star. That would be actually, a good they picked J, uh, Jason was, Jameson to drive it, I thought. Oh, really? Oh, really? I, hadn't heard that. I hadn't heard that either, but yeah. I actually thought that Ricky was going to get that phone call. I just had no idea that the cube had a five on the side of it. <laughs> We can make that happen. Yeah. We can make that happen. We'll wrap the whole car in. Uh. I was going to say, i got to roll of duct tape in there if we yeah, want to get it out do. before we leave. I think I might be able to cut something out on the vinyl machine at home. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but, no, and and, and uh, so I did have to ask, but, no, uh, Matt, the uh, Clint Boyer Racing hasn't called Braden yet. He's going to be in the 93W the rest of the year. Yeah. Currently. Currently. Uh, until, until the next thing opens up. But, so, I'll also ask this because you guys have – the majority of you obviously have a huge family background in in racing and grew up around the track how hard is it to listen to all those other voices when you start talking about i mean and you know austin and bryce when you start talking about mom and dad and grandpa and uh, uncles and how hard is it because i'm sure you're getting advice from everywhere it's actually really hard because for me i got my uncle in one ear and my dad in the other ear and they're both telling me two different things to do <laughs> yeah that's... at the same time and it's you don't know who to listen to i feel more sorry for bryce you know he's yeah, got your he's uncle got and your dad yeah i got all three and, then, and then he's got girlfriend's dad chad Stapleton. <laughs> <in his ear, laughs> so. he's just saying quit taking that I got, I got them all after me so that would be a whole show in itself advice from total chaos Oh my gosh! Yes, Chad did give Bryce the nickname Bumper Thumper. Yeah, oh, that's what they call it. He said the first night, night I hit everybody besides the water truck. That's because it wasn't there. I'll remember that. <laughs> I will say it's funny because I was telling Matt the other day I was listening to the uh, Dale Junior download and he had uh, uh, Michael Waltrip on and they were telling some stories about Dale Senior and everything and. Junior said his first race at Martinsville, he was talking about how he hit everything, and he even hit one of the safety trucks <laughs> going to the garage because he thought he had the right-of-way, and he hit the safety truck and said his dad came across the radio and told Richard Childress to go down and tell Junior to park it. And he was done. He hit way too much. Go park it. So, uh, so hey, you're just part of the best if you've hit everything in the in the infield. That's Keegan on the Mally Basin. <laughs> No, I like to I like to have my car upside down. It seems like. <laughs> What's that like? Yeah, you, that's the first, I was just gonna go there. The I, first time you go upside down, what what is that sensation, man? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of unexplainable. You know what I mean? You just is it? A, do, you, do you feel like you're going over slow, or are you like boom? I'm upside it, it's down. It's just it happens so fast. Does it? Like, yeah, you can't really explain it. it. Just and yours was even a slow roll. So I mean, yeah, you think it's fast? I flipped at Moeller this year. Oh wow! Yeah, that Monday night mania, I flipped there. It was not very fun. Hmm. Any you other guys been upside down? Not going Last year at Bloomington, I went up on my side and actually hit the wall on the front stretch with my roof. So that's what stopped Holy me from cow. going over. Got lucky. That scary, yeah, that's though. that is lucky there. So I'm a, I want to ask this too. When we, when we look at who were some of you guys' like heroes or inspirations growing up in in racing that that really you know kind of inspired you guys and, and obviously the family but any other drivers yeah, that really, outside the family yeah that really uh uh inspired you guys i always kind of watched don o'neill i really liked watching him well he was dominating when you was a kid yeah i still yeah. watch him a yeah. lot because there's a lot to learn from him. Yeah. mine was uh tyler reddick actually really yeah 
I don't yeah. know why, just because he was so young, and I always wanted to do it when I was younger, too. So. Braden, That's awesome. Braden used to be a 10B fan, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where the inspiration yeah, came that's from. That's where I'm at. taking credit for that one. <laughs> I can't honestly say I had, like, a favorite, really. You know? Oh, really? My favorite was uh, Tyler Allen, and yeah. I, I liked watching Devin Gilpin a lot when I was younger. Yeah, my aunt actually dated Devin Gilpin for several years. That's that's always who I've kind of looked up to, and uh, he's definitely helped me get it st- getting started in modifieds and throughout my career so far. You know, and I think that's uh, I think that's the coolest thing about racing um, is that you know, and I, I sent this to Matt the other day when you talk about. You know, any other sport, I mean, stick and ball sports, and, and I've been involved in all of those as well. There's obviously that history, but I think in racing, that history and that lineage of drivers is huge. And, you know, it was crazy. I sent you the Paul Menard car that he's going to yeah. run at Kentucky, and he's running the Steve Kenser paint scheme. And that's like that's like the coolest thing to me ever, you know. And, and you know, I talk a lot on here about Chase Briscoe and, and how much I, I appreciate what Chase Briscoe is doing. And when He's got his dad's sprint cars, his pit stop sign. I mean, those kind of things are so cool to see the dirt world come into that next level, too. So I always think that's a cool question to hear guys talk about the Don O'Neills and, you know, those guys that that actually uh, kind of inspired guys to go do what they do. These guys aren't even old enough to remember Kenzer racing in NASCAR. No. <laughs> you know, no, that's a... you know he, had a, he had a stint in NASCAR, man. That was an IROC car, wasn't it? No, he drove... Actually, yeah, he, he actually made a stint in NASCAR. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now, he was always part of the IROC series, too. Yeah, yeah he always drove IROC, but he actually, half a season, drove the NASCAR series. I didn't know that. And I know that IROC yeah. deal was a complete failure, but, man, I would love to see that stuff come back. Those were my favorite races because it was it. all dry. Because every car was exact, you know. And, and you was, had the varied drivers that came out there. Yeah. It's the same way as I always loved the uh, the Prelude to the Dream to yeah. see all those guys yeah, get out there. there. I wish I'd bring that back. I do, too. Yeah, I love that. That was my favorite race. Yep. So yeah, Tony, if you're listening, uh, we're we're all willing to come out for the prelude of the yeah. dream with our big superstar status. So. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me. Okay, I'm going to go here. Well, where are we at? How long are we in? Don't forget to play our second round of. That's what. Now let's go ahead. I, I was gonna I was gonna think about something, but we're gonna go ahead. So. Between all of you guys, who is the one guy that you you have raced against that's been out there on the track with you that you have that moment of, oh my gosh, they're really out here with me? For me, it's Austin and Braden. Yeah. yeah we've raced together several times. Yeah. And yeah. It's really neat to be able to race against your buddies. Yeah, it's oh really yeah for sure. Things about Do you race them harder or the same? Uh, is it- I think you race them harder. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. You definitely race yeah. your buddies harder. Me, me and Jordan were side by side in a heat race like in April. Yeah, like that was fun. Laps, not ten laps, like five laps. It was fun. And it's not. And, and when you say that, obviously, it's not racing them dirty, but it's it is. And I know we were talking before uh, some of you guys got here about, and it was the same thing with uh, the group we had, uh, three buff guys and Tyler. They have a group chat as well, and you guys had talked yeah. about your group chat. Yeah. You don't want to be the guy that the other guy gets to say in the group chat. Man, did you see how I dusted you off a of three? <laughs> That's these two right here. Yeah. Every day. Every day. This year, I let Braden get one uh, from me. But, no, that was uh, – he earned that one. That was a good race. And uh, I was gonna say, His first words were, I let him get one. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> this is about like that Tyler Herb interview because he's oh, going to go professional go. first. <laughs> he ran a good race. You know, he just did a good job. Now he's going to go back to the mic yeah. and tell us how he really feels. Yeah, yeah no, if it – out of everybody else that that could have won, I'm happy he won. And I think, I mean, we've talked on here with a lot of guys. You know that that aspect of racing and the family feel and the you know the connected drivers and that that is the thing I don't I don't think any other sport has. You know, if if I show up to a baseball game and your pitcher's forgot his baseball glove, I'm not handing him a baseball glove to play. Like yeah. too bad. Yeah. You know, and I coached football for a lot of years. You forget your cleats. Hey, sorry. I hate that he's your stud, yeah. but I don't care. So, but in racing, you know, you can have a part go bad and walk through the pits, and someone's going to loan you that to make sure you race. And that's the coolest thing is you want to compete against the best, and you want to make sure that if you're going to win, the best are going to be out there. I think that's a, the most amazing thing I see in the pits every every weekend that we're out there is 
guys are pulling stuff out of their trailers to give to other guys to make sure everybody races. Yeah, yeah a couple of weeks ago, Austin forgot his racing suit. And yeah, <laughs> I actually had to borrow one of Jacoby Hines's. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty regular. You got guys coming to your trailer asking for for parts that they broke, oh, yeah. or uh, just becomes a norm to carry extra stuff with you, just in case that does happen. It's also a really good feeling when you tear something up and you have a swarm of drivers coming to help you get yeah, your stuff exactly. fixed too. That is very cool. It's like a big family. You know what I mean, like. So I have to. Add, I, I don't even remember who was the driver we had on that said he forgot his helmet one time. That was Collins. Yeah, that was Tyler Collins forgot yeah. his helmet. But he just lives over the hill. <laughs> but I think he had to borrow somebody's, and it was too small or something. So, yeah, so don't don't feel bad. That's happened. Yeah, it would have been a 45-minute drive for me to go get my suit, and that's just getting there. So. Yeah. Luckily, Jacoby had an extra one. Then your first win at Bloomington or something like that, you had to borrow one? Yeah. Left one at home then, too. I've done it three or four you, times. You need to just hang it in the trailer, man. That's... Well, I have a spare, but it's hanging with my other one on the back of the trailer. <laughs> Yeah, we need to find out a better yeah. system. I would for probably this. Hang, yeah. the, hang the spare in the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> probably be a good idea. <laughs> Keegan, who's the who's the person that you look forward to racing when you get on the track? That, like Dustin asked the rest of them. Remember? Like who do I like racing against? You know, like they these three said they like to race each other. Who who do you really look forward to racing? You know, I like racing with Marty O'Neill a lot. You know, he's really good. I look up to him quite a bit. I mean, if I can run with him or. I mean, recently I've been running with Kramer. I mean, if I can get up near him, I'm doing something right. No, oh, yeah. So. And how much can you learn, Keegan, from those guys when you when you get the chance? And I know you're still competitive. You're still going to run them hard. But you at least get the chance for a few laps to follow them. How much can you learn behind a driver like that? Oh, I mean, you can – I mean, they have more experience. You can see what line they're running and see how you can make it a little better and get under them or maybe go above them. You know, that helps when you have someone that's more experienced in front of you. you they, they're going to know the right line to go, and you follow them, and you can probably get around them. That's the way I look at it. And I always think that's a that's a sign when young drivers are really starting to progress, when they get that first opportunity to, to get up front and get to run behind some of those guys that have had experience and have done it and learned some of that stuff from them. And, and you know, and, and obviously in racing, it's all about, too, that, at some point, you're gonna have you're gonna have to learn by the the hard truth of that didn't work. And, right. And, yeah. And I know we were all joking beforehand about how many of you guys are taking the uke tire out of the middle. Yeah. Or out of the the bottom. And I know when Matt and I were joking about us running, I said my two biggest fears if I borrow somebody's car is I said I will run the dead middle line yeah. no matter where <laughs> I'm at because I don't want to hit a uke tire. And I don't want to go over the berm. So I said, that's my, <laughs> as much as I, I, I grew up from a sprint car background and I love the idea of all be up on the cushion, I will be dead middle lane <laughs> the yeah. entire time. Low gear. <laughs> Low gear. <laughs> I would like to get to high gear. <laughs> well, and you know, we laugh, but when we, uh, when we had Josh Moffat on, I always loved him when he talked about the first time he grew it, he drew, got in the sprint car and he went out for uh, hot, hot laps. laps. Yeah. And he thought he was just flying. He was the first guy out there, and he said, I was flying. He said, I got lapped three times in hot laps. <laughs> he said, I figured out real fast I wasn't doing what I thought I was. So, And I think that is a, a tough thing to learn And as you guys transition into it. I'm going to ask another question here before we play out to our sponsors, our second round of sponsors. We talked a little bit about the iRacing deal. How much? How many of you are on iRacing, and how much does it help? And I know, Braden, we talked to you about it the first episode. How much time do you guys put into iRacing? I'm let you start. That. Uh, I, I don't play it honestly at all. I, I just recently got it time. about a month ago. I try not to spend too much time on it. Uh, my race car comes first, but uh, you know, I think it it helps. Uh, the biggest thing is throttle control. Uh, you you get the track on there gets slick. You know, just like a real track does. So that, that that's the biggest thing for me is just learning how to drive in the slick and throttle control. And I don't think it hurts any. I think it helps a little bit. Yeah, sure. See, and I find it amazing when I talk to younger guys, uh, and we've talked to some of the the veterans. But you know, it is where everything's going. I mean, every racing series is talking about iRacing racing and the simulators and what you can do with them. But the older guys just don't buy into it they think you're you have to have the car underneath your butt you got to feel it through your butt and if you can't 
you you can't you can't do it. And so it's it's amazing to me to hear the younger guys. And, and I think that's the first time I've really heard somebody say, Jordan, that you know the throttle control really comes through in what what I can do. That's why Alex Bowman has a job, man, because he drove the simulator, you know, for for Hendrix. And, and and you know in, in NASCAR, I, I still remember it was at I think it was at Pocono a couple years ago when Jeff Gordon got in the simulator for the first time, it to do the Pocono track. And I remember he was talking as he was coming through it, and he said, "Right up here, there there's a dip in the asphalt, and that's where I always would when I hit that I would start braking, and then as the simulator hit it, he goes, "Oh my gosh, that's the exact spot where I would brake and turn." And, <laughs> So the, the technology of what the tracks are like is just unbelievable to me. But I'm sure their simulators aren't like iRacing. I, they, you know, they're probably yeah. a little bit more, more expensive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm positive. <laughs> so uh, I do want to say this. Uh, Lucas Jackson uh, just commented here, Austin. Oh, and he boy. said, he told Austin one time, watch Marty. It's slick off four, and he's backing out of the throttle on the exit. And he said that you came in and said, man, that worked. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> took that advice from him. And after watching Marty, I realized what he was doing. And I tried it just a couple laps, and I realized how much quicker I was getting out of four at Twin Cities. It was insane. And yeah. isn't it crazy sometimes that slowing down makes you so much faster? That's the yeah. best advice I've ever had. <laughs> I mean, it, it is. I mean, that's, you know, you watch these guys, and, and overdriving a car can get you in so much more trouble than just really kind of letting it go i feel like that's helped me a lot like watching from the stands i mean you watch where everybody lets out what gets and gets back on the throttle i mean that helps so much and when you're in the car you're thinking of that stuff i mean yeah i've heard that phrase a million times if it's not from my dad it's from my uncle or some so that's the one thing they agree person. on yeah that's yeah. one of the few things they agree on. <laughs> yeah it, it's it's especially in the modified nowadays yeah. you know tracks get so slick the eight inch tires are very hard to hook up you know especially when everybody has uh crazy horsepower motors and oh, yeah. not me <laughs> well most guys uh, yeah but anyways it's it's tough yeah well if if going slow means fast i'm gonna be awesome <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking man we, we might be better than we thought yeah if, if going slow equals fast i'm gonna be really good it's one of them things where like you think they're they're telling you to slow down to go fast but you feel like if you're slowing down you're just gonna get beat but I don't know. I've been told to slow. Like, I've oh, been told to faster. slow down to go fast a lot. Hmm. And, and, and I would agree with that, Keegan, because I think it would be so tough, especially when you're when you're racing and you've got that guy next to you, and you think, "I got to drive this just a little bit harder in, a little more I, deeper. <laughs> I can clear this guy, and I got to I got to push a little harder off the corner." When really, you know, setting yourself up better is going to help you. But I would think that is so hard. When you know you're not full throttle, you, you know when you know stay that smooth. I can step on a little bit more to try and get there. Yeah, I've actually uh, cost myself a couple races driving in a little too deep or getting into the gas too soon. Just this year, actually. So yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a constant it's, learning. It's definitely yeah. something you hey. have to keep up on. Sponsors. I know. I, I was getting ready to. I know. I keep talking. That's all right. <laughs> all right, we're gonna play our See, second round of sponsors. Dad, son. <laughs> and we'll be right back. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. Race fans, In the Fast Lane Productions has rebranded itself as Dirt to Media. This is a huge win for us as race fans as they will be expanding their coverage to three local racetracks. For a mere $9.99 a month, you can choose between race action from Thunder Valley, Twin Cities Raceway Park, or Brownstown Speedway. But really... Who can choose? So for only $13.99 per month, upgrade to the VIP membership and receive video from all three tracks. The only question I have left for you is, what are you doing? Get over to dirttomedia.tv and sign up today. Octobilt Performance Differentials in Louisville, Kentucky specializes in race, performance, and street differentials. Don't trust just anybody with your differential. Make sure it's someone who's a proven winner. 
Contact Mike Kessler today at 502-639-7886. Again, that's Mike Kessler at 502-639-7886. Octobelt Performance Differentials, a proven winner. All right, and we are back here on Throttled Up the Podcast. Again, full house tonight, and uh, I want to give a shout-out, too. Thanks to everybody that's watching on Facebook Live. We've been, uh, Matt, we've been up above 50 uh, viewers several times here tonight. So uh, That's good. Pretty exciting. Um, so, uh, and again, I mean, if, if each one of these guys had 10 people watch them, I mean, we're at 50. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that's, that's good. What's the most views you've had? Well, live, live is uh, right around 40 to 50. Yeah. But then you know you can always go back and rewatch. And what we're we got a couple episodes that are in four and five thousand. Yeah, the uh, the Mike Fields and uh, Tom, Allman, Tom Allman, Walt Disney. Uh, that episode I think is at like five thousand, which I always joke on here. I'm pretty sure that's like my mom watched it and Tom Allman's watched it four thousand nine hundred ninety nine times. So <laughs> I don't know that those are fully accurate, but yeah. uh, you know Tom Tom likes to hear himself talk and. Love Tom to death. When we first started, though, and I haven't had you check for a while. And I don't know if you have, but we have one viewer that watches out of Japan. Oh, really? That's crazy. Like the yeah. whole first year, every episode, some guy in Japan watched our podcast. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so fantastic. we're worldwide, man. <laughs> yeah, worldwide, worldwide. <laughs> brothers in Indiana. <laughs> Matt, let's go to the uh, let's go to the fast five questions. Um, so, guys, here's how this works. Uh, we've done this with the other groups we've had on. It's been a lot of fun. Um, we're gonna throw out a question. You cannot. I don't have my glasses. You can take take a picture with your phone, old man, and then you can zoom it in. I got it. And uh, and uh, uh, but uh, so you can't choose yourself as the answer. You have to point at another guy at the table. So we want to see as you guys all come together, who really thinks that the most. So I will open up here, and I'm gonna ask. Um, Actually, Matt, I'm going to let you open up. Who wins in a one-on-one basketball tourney? You can't vote, can't for, vote for yourself. yourself. <laughs> so who you vote for, Bryce? You can't vote for myself. So uh, I've dabbled probably, in the basketball scene a little bit. I'll probably take Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody says Bryce, and Bryce can't vote for himself, so he took Keegan. All right, so I'm going to ask this. and um, Who tears up the most parts? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. I'm voting for Bryce. Because <laughs> he tears more up in the garage than I tear up in the racetrack. No. Uh, oh my God. He would tear up a crowbar in a sandbox, I'm telling you. <laughs> Bryce broke a lug wrench because he tightened the lug nut so tight. That's a good thing, though. So we need to hey, feel sorry for Daryl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the moral of the story. He tried to buy bigger shorts and pockets didn't get deeper. <laughs> That is the greatest quote I've ever heard. <laughs> I love it. That needs to be on a t-shirt somewhere, <laughs> man. Them lug nuts weren't coming off, though, were they? Hey, they were tight. It's all hey, I have noticed he hasn't been tightening my lug nuts lately. Last time I checked over the street stock, I had one loose. Oh. Hey, he fired me. <laughs> no, you started driving. <laughs> all right, who, who wins playing cornhole? I've never seen any of these guys. I say Jordan. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Jordan. I want to say Keegan. I ain't played cornhole in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> all right, out of all of you, who's the best cook? Mom. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> drive through. Any can, drive through within five miles. Can yeah. any of you cook anything? I cook yeah, for I them can, all summer. I can, I can cook a little bit. Probably. All right. Not if it's not microwave. Oh, wait. My mom's not if it's it. not microwave. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? I, I, can, the I fryer can cook thing? a bowl of cereal. <laughs> all right. Who wins in a foot race? Bryce. <laughs> I'd say Keegan. We might have to test that theory yeah, out. Yeah, we might, that might Bryce. have to be. I'm, hey, I'm down for <laughs> it. Bryce may be big, but he's Give quick. me about 10, 15 minutes stretch and we'll be all right. <laughs> it's been Here a comes minute. the conditions. <laughs> Who can set their own car up the best? I'd say Jordan. Jordan. Probably. Yeah, it's between Jordan yeah, and Keegan. Yeah, Jordan or Keegan, yeah. Okay. Who has the best looking car? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Depends. Are we talking about off the street stock or the modified? Dead. Mm. 
I'd, I'd, say, I'd say Jordan's. Yeah, Keegan or Jordan's card are both pretty neat. It all depends what time of the year. If it's mid-season. No one's cars look good. Yeah. That's a fair statement. This is when you can start asking for doors and yeah. more yeah. panels right now because it's going to happen. Well, if you want one from Austin, you got to ask like two years in oh, advance. Here we go. Yeah. He's still waiting on it. <laughs> Well, Austin, uh, when you retire, we'll have you back on the show, and I'd like a door. <laughs> I won't be here. <laughs> I'll take it to your resting place. <laughs> That's where your door will end up. You end up yeah. your head stone. All right, so who will end up with the most track championships? That's a tough one. Yeah, on the spot. Nobody really races for. We're all so young too. I mean, we haven't. Yeah, I think we all have. We haven't really. I mean, I'm still in a hornet, boys. (laughs) (laughs) And you got three guys in modifieds here, so Uh Uh and and you know, late model drivers. So whoever takes each other out first, I guess. (laughs) Okay, all right. I'll take that. The other guys wouldn't pick either. No, they 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 laid off that question too. That's I mean, hard. my first yeah, I my know. first three years, I kind of just raced where I wanted. I didn't yeah, stick to one track. Yeah. yeah, for me, this is the first year I'm actually kind of trying to race for points. Same well, here. I, I kind of got tied up my so first year. <laughs> before I go back to Matt, I, I do want to ask that question because I've heard a lot of different drivers go back and forth on that. Do you like better the opportunity to just kind of choose where you want to race, or do you like the idea of racing for points somewhere? I mean, it depends. Like earlier this year, I was leading regional points and Brownstown points. And then I had that bad wreck at Bloomington and set me out two weeks, so now I'm way back in both points. So, so yeah, that kind of take you off the points, yeah, I think. So yeah, I think it, a lot of it has to do with how the year starts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you if you start off the year good and get a couple wins and run top threes every week and put yourself in a good spot, I think it's yeah because there's a good money to win the team. regional points is two or three thousand. So at the end of the year, that's a big help. Yeah. You know, this year. This year has been my more serious year since T and K. I can't thank them enough. You know they've they've helped out Twin Cities quite a bit. Oh and yeah, for sure. They've they put up, put up that huge, points, huge fund. points fund this year. So that's the reason I'm wanting to run for points, and we've been running pretty good lately. So, and I think it's tough. And I, some of the other drivers I've talked to, I think it's really tough because you know they all say at the beginning of the year, I'm just going to travel. I'm going to hit the tracks I want to hit, and kind of like you said, Braden. Then all of a sudden you're in yeah. the you know top three in points and you're like okay no I'm point racing now and I think it's 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 almost you almost have to break yourself up right at the beginning of the season to keep yourself from even being in those points yep. to tempt the, yourself. The year that I'd done best in points, I didn't points race until the very last night of the regional and national points racing. Really, I looked at the points that night before we went to the racetrack and I said, Dad, we're tied for first. And me and Greg Garrison battled it out till the last lap on in the feature, and that determined the points championship for the region. Wow, points racing sucks with all this rain because all they do well, is yeah, they yeah. race on Fridays because no, it doesn't rain on Fridays. But then Saturday, you can't go anywhere because you don't want to junk your equipment for the points race, and it ends up raining out on Saturday. Yeah, so. I, I will agree with that. I've said that so much that running on Friday nights this year has been the best yeah. thing anybody yeah. could do because. Thunder Valley's almost gotten the race yeah, almost every week, and then Saturday night we're washed out. Yeah, I've chose to just keep my car at home while it's been raining these past three That's weeks. That's what I've done. Because last time I ventured out, I flipped. So yeah, I haven't. And that was on. A, I just that was kind of because of Weaver. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he kept on. He kept on. He kept on trying to get me to go over to Moeller. He's like, "Oh, you'll be good. You'll be good. Come over here." Yeah. You were good. Talk me. Yeah, I was decent <laughs> over there, and then I flipped. You were good until you were on your top. Yeah. yeah. So, I also ask this with with that part. How hard is it to sit at home for three weeks? Oh, it's it awful. Sucks. Yeah, I'm you really don't know what to do. Oh, well, yeah, I've been a month and a half. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, you, it's rough because that's a lot of that's a lot of control, self control, yeah. Keegan. When you say, and I understand what happened at Mulder, but when you say, you know, I left her sit for three weeks while it rained. Yeah, you got to be getting that itch that I just oh, got to get back I was, in the car. Saturday, I was looking all over my phone for places to go, but I just can't. I can't seem to make myself drive three and a half hours, four hours to go try to make six hundred bucks or eight hundred yeah. bucks or how much ever they pay over there. You know, it's just not worth it at all. I spent more money setting at home than I have on the racetrack. Yeah. That's for sure. That's no doubt. That's because Daryl pays for everything at the racetrack. Uh, yeah, at the racetrack he does. Yeah, he's got them shorts with the deep. Yeah. <laughs> he's digging deep. All right, I think it's your question, Matt. I'm going to read it like you wrote it, too. So, 
Uh, oh yeah, that one I'm good with. Who talks the most shit? It's for sure Braden. Braden Watson. It is It's pretty heavy, Braden Watson. He's got little big man syndrome. Oh, <laughs> it's king. I just, I just like to get him going. Once you get him going, he, he just does, does not. Oh, he does not stop. You you won't reply for an hour, and here he is typing away. Uh, yeah, you open a group chat. You got one message from Keegan and ten from Brady. Yeah. Oh, I love to get him started because he's a phone. Then he warrior. got Keegan's little brother. A phone right, warrior. Oh, yeah. he's a keyboard warrior. I'm gonna be honest, and and the same thing with the group we had on before. I think just from a simple you know journalistic perspective with what we do here at Throttled Up. Matt and I need to be included in these. Yeah, I think so too. Both you guys are You make a Snapchat, we'll add you. I've got a Snapchat too. We'll add you. Yeah, I have one too. So I don't know that I'll respond, but I think I just need to follow along (laughs) with this to to truly verify if it's Keegan's the biggest shit talker or if it's Braden. There's there's Uh, a lot of videos of cutting down trees and then Braden and Keegan going at it. (laughs) At least least we can have an opinion with that. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So yeah, you guys need to include us. It gets interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, so who out of the group do you think will be racing the longest? You guys are all young guys. I don't know. Who do you think will have the longest racing career? Yeah, Jordan. It's a tough one. I think we all, all of us are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we all love it. We're all going to race as long as we can. I mean, yeah. And I would agree with that. Kind of like Scott Blomquist. Yeah, but Jordan's had the best luck so far, so I'm going with Jordan. Like Bloomer, he said that he wasn't going to quit racing until he died, so I mean. I mean, we've all tore a bunch of stuff up and had bad luck. But <laughs> Don't jinx him. Yeah, never mind. I'll quit. <laughs> yep, can't be having that. All right. Who do you want standing behind you when confronted by an angry driver? Definitely not this guy. So Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have to say yeah, Bryce on that. Bryce, who do you want? Okay, yeah, I was going to say, everybody has said Bryce, so Bryce, who are you I'd choosing? I'd say group? either Austin or Jordan, because i got a feeling Jordan's pretty scrappy, and I've seen Austin fight a little bit, so... <laughs> You know, because it's not always the big guys. No, man. it don't matter about that in a fight. Yeah, the, the the little scrappy guys are the ones that are really good after. Yeah, it's like running from the cops. It don't matter how big you are, as long as you ain't the last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just don't be the last one, right? Exactly. <laughs> and and it's okay to knock somebody else yeah. down as a sacrifice. Give them a little trip yeah, while right. you're running yeah. by them. You don't have to be the fastest, just not the slowest. <laughs> yeah. So I have to ask this: that um, oh, excuse me. Let me uh, let me update here because. Um, first of all, we have a couple comments here. Number one, Chad Stapleton. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> he said, that's a freaking cluster. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Braden, your mom said Uh-oh. she can oh, vouch no. that you are indeed the biggest shit talker. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I'm glad she agrees. So, just wanted to point that one out. So, Obviously, uh, I'm going to ask this one because I, I'm always intrigued when guys jump back and forth between these two, and I grew up being a sprint car fan going to Bloomington Speedway. So out of the group, who would be the best if you jumped in the sprint car? I wouldn't get in the sprint car, Jordan so I'm had, out. Jordan has experience in the sprint car. I drove one once, and it was definitely different and interesting for sure. What What was so different? Because I love hearing guys talk about the two of them. Well, I've driven a uh, No starter? Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you set up on the wheel like this? Shut well, up a, with your push and flip stuff. <laughs> in a wing car, you sit straight up and down. In, in a non-wing car, which is kind of different. but uh, It's like sitting in the kitchen chair and trying yeah. to drive, ain't it? Well, yeah. A wing car is pretty much just a glorified go-kart. Yeah, but a non-wing is just, for me, it was like unlike anything I've ever drove. Just instant power as soon as you hit it. and There's a fine line between going fast and... Crashing? Yeah, pretty much <laughs> You know, fl- that, flipping? That's what, you know, when, when I, I've heard Marty talk about when he got in the sprint car at the Fun Fest last year. Which was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and just from a sheer mass perspective, um, Marty's going to totally drop me at some point. Uh, I hope so. I want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, I don't want anybody at this table when Marty comes to confront me. I need somebody much bigger. <laughs> oh, I want to be there. I remember. I don't have to be the biggest. I'm lo- no, I need. <laughs> I'll be agging him on. I need a tank. I'm like Marty. You, you wouldn't believe what he said off the air. Yeah. 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 Stir that pot. <laughs> but but listen to Marty talk about the difference going from his crate to that, and then talking to some sprint car guys that have gotten in a in a late model. 
the it's amazing how different those two cars feel to those guys. So that's always an interesting it, question. Ethan Barrow had the you know because he's drove about everything on wheels, and you know he had the biggest you know talk about the differences of them. So, you ready? Right, I'm out. Who's the biggest romantic? Austin <laughs> Keegan. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. yeah, it's either Austin or Keegan. I figured it'd be Bryce because you yeah. already showed me where his girlfriend pointed him out. There, so. <laughs> No, that was Vanessa. Oh, was pointing it? Pointing me out. Oh, pointing yeah. you out. Oh, but, I didn't. But Bryce does go spend every Sunday with Riley. So. Hey. What's, what's so wrong with that? And he is a little bit of a He romantic. did miss a race. Yeah, from prom. prom. All right, yeah. sure. You can vote me. <laughs> and, right. Chad, that is correct. That's a freaking cluster. <laughs> All right, this is the last one. All right. Who's the best driver? Uh, I'm not voting. <laughs> we can't get any group no, Nobody will ever vote that one, man. It'll give somebody a big head and then... Here, it's already there. Let's just all vote Braden. No. <laughs> He's voting himself. I'm voting Bryce. <laughs> all right, then I'll ask you this. I'll ask this question in a little different way. And leave everybody off the table so you don't have to pick against any of your friends. They didn't say they was friends. Well, that's true. I think I think four of them are, and I think well, I won't go there. <laughs> no, uh... I'll ask it this way. If you, and again, leave you guys off the table. If you were just going to be a car owner and you had, oh, you know, good, whatever yeah. you're going to say, super late model, whatever you had, what local driver would you want to put in your car as a car owner? With money doesn't matter. Yeah, you've got the money. You're going You're going regional racing. Who would you want to put in? And, and It can't be yourself. There's too many people watching. Mine's, mine's definitely Cody Mahoney. Yeah, I'm going with Braden. Cody Mahoney. He's, okay. he's, he's a smart, wheel man. He's a wheel man. He, Tell you anything about a race car? Good yes, guy. Sir. Yes, sir. It's definitely a tough choice. I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to sit and think about that one. Okay. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I don't have anybody. All right. I'm, that- I'm, I'm I'm amazed Cody doesn't have a ride, man. Oh, same. Exactly. He's very yeah. smart. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So yeah, and I mean, I I uh, I always think that's an interesting question, just from the simple fact of you know. You talk about a lot of the talent that's around here and a lot of the young talent that's around here. It is tough to think about who would you want to yeah. put in a car. And, you know, I always think about some of those guys that are not only – that are that are kind of the middle of the road. I mean, I always talk about Jason Heyman, man. I mean, Heyman's out of his car now. Yeah. If I had a car, that would be yeah. one of the first guys I'd want to try and go get in a car. And, you know, there, there's a lot of those guys around here that, you know, for whatever reason they've stepped away or, or – they're in a different ride that I think it actually, and I know we've talked, Aubrey Mounts, I mean, is, is one that I would want to put in the car as well because, you know, she can drive. I yeah. mean, she can flat out wheel. I've, yeah. I've watched her just flat whack some guys. Like, I would <laughs> yeah. just hate to be behind her getting waxed, you know what I mean? I, and, I mean, that's the whole thing. You know, there's there there are. But you, it wouldn't be like you should be ashamed because she's no. a good race car driver. Oh, yeah, she's, she's good. good. Yeah, there's no shame in that because, I mean, she knows what, what she's say. doing. There are female drivers that drive, and then she's a, she's a race car driver. Oh, I don't yeah. care what. You know, if you wouldn't tell someone that that was a girl in that car, they, they yeah, would, no one would ever know. Oh, no. That's not like Haley Deegan anymore. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter that she's a girl. Yeah. Right. She's just she's a race car really driver. No, but she'll put you, she'll put you in the wall, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. She got no worries. Yeah. I like to see her and Tyler Urba's teammates. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that uh, Chad Stapleton answered Gilpin. He said he would put Gilpin in the car. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, say Gilpin with yeah. uh, Don's knowledge. <laughs> yeah. I, I could I could see that, yeah. and I because I think I, I definitely would say that mine would be Gilpin as well. Um, you know, he's been on the show several times, and and you know, yeah. again, wheelman. I mean, flat out a wheelman, um, and his you know his wins and what he's done it speaks for himself. But I will say that for all five of you sitting here, I think you all have an, a very exciting future coming up. I mean, and I and not that you haven't had a great past, but. The future for you guys all is very, very bright, and I, I am very excited to I see what so you too. guys do. What else you got, Matt? I've nothing. Let's let you guys go around the table. We're at fifty-three minutes already, which is uh, wow. how right. fast this stuff goes. And I always want to give you guys the opportunity here to um, to reach out to your sponsors, but I do want to say this first because I know Chad's uh, following along here, and uh, Chad, I'm going to ask you, man. We've been talking about it for a while, so when are when are you making the drive down here? Because I've now verified that people from Edinburgh 
can make it to Crothersville, <laughs> Indiana. Um, and so, Chad, when is when are you coming but down? They've, they've all been with the last name of Burton, though. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'll send Bryce over, Chad, to pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> and he can get you <laughs> to Crothersville. So, so, Chad, the challenge is out there, man. When are you yeah. coming on to be a guest? We, we need uh, total chaos here in the studio. So, Austin, throw out your sponsors, man. Who helps you get to the track? Uh, first and foremost, I have to thank my parents. They've helped me since day one. I mean, they're the reasons I'm even racing. Uh, Charles and Andrew Newby for giving me the chance to drive their street stock. Uh, CJ Rayburn for letting me drive his modified and everything else he's done for me the last three years. Uh, my Uncle Wheat for actually getting me started in racing and helping me with everything he's ever done. Uh, Brad Seymour with Schaefer's Racing Oil. Troy Clark for all the help getting this street stock going. Uh, the Hornet Factory, Slacker Fabrication, Kane Street Service, Top Notch Carts, Core Capital, Core Capital Truck Parts, Core Truck Parts, Jones Core, CTS Core, Britain's Long Care, Tri-County Auto Parts, 31 Auto Group, Link Seamless Gutters, Lucas Automotive Recycling, my girlfriend for Vanessa for putting up with all the long nights in the garage and my bad attitude, and all my family, friends, and fans for their continued support. There's that romantic stuff. I'm going to give you some credit because um, you did think that through. That was yeah. good, man. That they, was. They can say what they want, but I'm not getting put in the doghouse. Hey, <laughs> I understand. I coached football for a long time and came home upset a lot. And that woman in there is the big reason why I'm still married and, and I still get to do things like this on yeah. a Wednesday night. So yeah, She puts up with a lot, honestly, and I'm very thankful for that. Very, very good call. Uh, La Spot Enterprises out of Spencer, Indiana. Uh, Turner Contracting. Uh, Cannon's Filters actually came on board this year for really good sponsorship. Um, Best and J Construction, uh, Alcorn Industrial, Francis Culinary Creations, uh, Slab Road Outdoors for all their help, uh, Brewski's Bar and Grill, uh, Celery Signs, and uh, Diamond Race Cars for building top-notch race cars. And the cube. And the cube. <laughs> and the cube. <laughs> um, first and foremost, I want to thank the men above. Um, I want to thank my dad. You know, he's stuck with me through all the racing helping me out, doing what he can. Cox Tree Service, Cindy and Ross Smith with Blackout Motorsports, uh, Bradley Chevrolet, P3 Graphics, Brian Bowman with Garlitch Ford, uh, Masterbelt Race Cars, Tater and John and all the guys over there, you know, they help me out quite a bit and they always try to put me in the right path and put me up front. Um, Brian Corbin with Dirt Track Specialties, um, Jim Cooper, JCE Fuel Systems, CarQuest, Travis Kearns Racing Engines, Sizemore Excavating. You know, without them guys, we wouldn't be where we're at today. And we're we're looking for more sponsors every year. And and we have room on the car for next year or even this year. I mean, anything helps. Whatever you guys can do, we'll put you on the car, on shirts, and help you guys promote your business a little better. I got to start off by thanking my dad, my uncle, uh, my parent, just my parents in general. Uh, Hornet Factory, Slacker Fabrication, Kane's Tree Service, uh, Jimmy Strevel, Corn Cap- Core Capital, Core Capital Truck Parts, Britain Lawn Care, Supreme Customs, Coffee Auto Enhancements, Jack's Garage, Top Notch Carts, uh, 31 Auto Group. Just everybody that helps out on the car, it, it helps week in and week out. Yeah, like all these, all them said, uh, family, that's a big thing for me. Uh, my whole family is a big support of what I do and... Uh, Without them, I definitely wouldn't be able to do it. Um, but then I got to thank uh, Perfection Cleaning, B&W Auto Mart, Morrison's TV and Appliance, Bloomington Window Tent, Deck Diesel Performance, uh, JCE Fuel Systems, Swift Springs, Impressive Race Cars, Shipley Drywall, uh, Spec Racing Engines, Dirt Defender Racing Products, uh, Slicker Graphics keeps me looking good. You know, there's a. Uh, if I thanked everyone that helped, I'd be here all night. But uh, it's, it's yeah, a big sure. time effort, you know, for sure. Well, I want to tell all five of you. First of all, thanks for uh, putting the, you guys put this together on the Facebook post, and I appreciate that. Um, and I appreciate you guys coming coming down and taking time out. You know, and thanks I. For we, yeah, thanks for having. Yeah, us. thanks for. Yeah, I appreciate it. We say this every week, and it blows my mind that 
with as busy as you guys are in the shop to get the chance to race, that drivers take the time out of their Wednesday night to come down here and do this with us. And, you know, I, I really think, and Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, when we started this, I really thought we would be sitting here a lot more often by ourselves. Oh, I did too. Yeah. Talking about racing <clears throat> than, than people driving from Edinburgh and Bedford and Bloomington to come over here and, and hang out with us. And, you know, the fact that, you know, we've got to pull out extra mics and do what we do is uh, is really cool to us. So I hope you guys know that we're all fans of you guys, and um, we really appreciate what you do. We'll be pulling for you the rest of the year. You guys are welcome back anytime to come back here on uh, uh, Thralled Up the Podcast, and we wish you the best of luck. And uh, if we yeah. can ever do anything, reach out. Even if you're not scheduled to be on, just come and hang out, because I'm sure we'll find time to get you on and talk. So, yeah. Because that was one thing we wanted to do is a Wednesday night, you know, there's be people hanging out, you know, yeah. wanting to talk. And and a good time to come would be uh, July 10th at 8 p.m. because uh, I'm not even going to let him get out of it, even though he said hit me up. Chad Stapleton will be on Thrilled Up the Podcast. So, uh, That'd be a good one to join. If I come, I'm bringing my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I may ask you to bring an extra fire suit and a helmet. <laughs> I'll only be able to get it up over my, my right leg, but. Oh, yeah. I might forget my suit. That's why I only said my helmet. <laughs> well, boys, I do. I mean it. I appreciate it. Uh, you guys impress us each and every week, and thank you for what you guys do, and uh, we wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Yeah, you thanks for having us. All right. I'll play out our last set of sponsors. Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like. From prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more, stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. Hey, Matt, what would you say is one of your most prized possessions? Oh, it has to be my racing t-shirts. And you've got an impressive collection. But I heard about a new place, p3racingshirts.com is the one and only place offering genuine custom racing shirts with no minimum quantities. Their shirts are printed in full color using the latest technology and direct-to-garment printing. They have custom designs for several different car types and specialize in our favorite, dirt track racing. That has to be great for the local driver. You don't have to buy all those up front. Absolutely, and they don't have to hold all that inventory at home. What did you say that was again? P3RacingShirts.com. Let's check them out. Wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to start? APR Podcast Studios in Crowlersville, Indiana is available to record, edit, and produce a podcast in-house for you for a minimal fee. Don't waste hundreds or even thousands of dollars trying to get started. Let APR Podcast Studios do the hard work and you worry about the content and entertainment. APR Podcast Studios is available by email at aprpodcaststudios at gmail.com or by phone at 812-455-1313.